Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Malia Obama is making smoking cool again. Ron DeSantis is looking presidential once again. And Penn State, Ohio State, the game of the century this weekend. Yes, we're going to talk about all of that because it is Truth or Fiction Tuesday right here on Critical Thinking. I'm Andrew Coppins, he's Pat Oni, and let's get in to some truth or fiction. <laughs> You know the drill. Now you can follow us on social media. I'm at the Coppin Show. He is at the Pat Oni Show. Before we get into the absolute um, beginning of the truth or fiction statements for this week, um, the uh, cardinal who oversees Jerusalem for the Catholic Church is called today for or called yesterday for today to be a day of prayer and fasting. So if um, you are a prayerful prayerful person. Um, you might want to take some time to pray for peace, to p- pray for um, life over death, um, and that's what they're really calling for for today. So if, if that is something that you are into, I just wanted to call attention to that um, because, frankly, there is no more important story going on in the world than that. Um, that's the reality, and we're going to talk about it from a couple of different perspectives today. Um yeah, you know, we don't have a ton of new news on on that front, other than we know that Israel is continuing to commit to kill um, leader after leader after leader of Hamas. They continue to go after the infrastructure of Hamas, and so we'll talk more about what uh, victory might look like or how that might be perceived um, later this week. Um, but if you are a prayerful person, again, please take some time out today to to think about peace, to think about uh, the people who are suffering, um, the Israeli civilians, the Palestinian civilians who are stuck, thanks to Hamas, in the middle of their fight. Um, so don't you forget about that either. I think that's vitally important. Um, so a prayer for peace here. 
um, means that civilians on both sides of this conflict um, might see some peace. So think about that. Uh, but with that being said, Pat, uh, do you have any thoughts on on that situation before we head into uh, Truth or Fiction Tuesday? Um, just I, I'm I'm with you. Pray for peace. Pray that this all is taken care of quickly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I the last thing I want to see is another war. Um, but I also understand you got to go after the bad guys in this situation. So yeah, you didn't start it. You better finish it. That's, that's the Mm -hmm. thing. Right. Um, and that's been my druthers with American foreign policy and warmongering over the last really 40 years. Right. If you take a look at my entire lifetime, we, we've finished or we've started a lot. We haven't really finished a lot. You can make the case that we kind of finished it in Iraq. That'd be about it. But we are still there. We are still doing stuff there. We never finished the job in Afghanistan. The Taliban is now in control after 20-some-odd years of fighting. Mm. You you could take a look at Vietnam. You could take a look at Korea. You could take a look at, um, you know, the the fact that we couldn't finish the first Gulf War. We just kind of, okay, well, you wave the white flag. Good. Um, I, I can't think of a war that we've actually finished as of late. And so I'm I'm not uh, too keen on just, you know, pussyfooting around, if you will. Let, let's get the job right. done and come what may here. All right. That being said, we do need to talk a little bit more about what's been going on. But I want uh, in Israel and in uh, the Gaza Strip. But I want to talk about it from the perspective of the 2024 presidential race, Pat, because here's my first truth or fiction. Truth or fiction, Ron DeSantis is showing what a real president looks like in his handling of the Hamas-Israeli conflict. And before we get into that, I want to play a video, Pat, of um, of Ron DeSantis. And I believe it was CBS's Face the Nation. Um, this is a video of him talking about this conflict and quote-unquote America's responsibility. There are five to 600 Americans stuck in Gaza specifically. Um, And and let me ask you a little bit more about that because of the two million people who live in Gaza, half of them are under the age of 18. Let's take a listen to something you said yesterday. We cannot accept people from Gaza into this country as refugees. I am not going to do that. Uh, If you look at how they behave, not all of them are Hamas, but they are all anti-Semitic. I'm sure you know all Arabs are Semites, but how can you paint with such a broad brush to say 2.3 million people are anti-Semitic? Well, first of all, uh, my position is very clear. Uh, Those Gaza refugees, Palestinian Arabs, should go to Arab countries. The U.S. should not be absorbing um, any of those. I think the culture, so they elected Hamas. Let's just be clear about that. Not everyone's a member of Hamas. Most probably aren't, but they did elect Hamas. In 2006, and then the military occupation happened after that, where they went in and haven't allowed elections since 2007. So in 2006, there was an election. But there was a lot of, there was a lot of, there was a lot of celebrating of those attacks 
um, in the Gaza Strip uh, by, by a lot of those folks who are not Hamas. But if you look at their education system, this has been an issue for a long time. They teach kids to hate Jews. The textbooks do not have Israel even on the map. Uh, they prepare very young kids uh, to commit terrorist attacks. So I think it's a toxic culture, and I think if we were to import large numbers of those to the United States, I think it would increase anti-Semitism in this country, and I think it would increase anti-Americanism yeah. in this country. And that's something, after seeing those demonstrations pop up in our country, just with, with blood still flowing amongst Israeli citizens over the weekend, mm -hmm. uh, you had people taking to the streets cheering on the barbarism of Hamas in our own country. That was a chilling uh, thing to see, uh, and I don't think that that's something that we should ever think is acceptable. No, uh, but no one's talking about getting Gazan refugees here right now. They can't even get out of Gaza at the moment. Well, people uh, have mentioned it. I think some of the far left have said this is something that we should do. The U.S. has done done similar things in the past, and so I just put my stake in the ground. Okay. Uh, that's where we're going to be, and I think that uh, everyone running for president on the Republican side should follow suit. Now, let's couple that with the news that we got yesterday, right? The news that um, Ron DeSantis as the governor of the state of Florida flew planes to Israel and got over 300 people of the allegedly 600, so that's half, by himself, flew the planes, not obviously by himself flew the planes, but got the planes over there and brought that over was half. By the way. Hmm? That, was, that, was, that was 300 Americans, by the way. Yes, 300 Americans. Of the 600 allegedly that are still or were still awaiting the ability to get out of the country, got half of them. Now, what do we know about the state of Florida? There's a large Jewish population in the state of Florida, right? Hmm. Okay. So, sure, you could say, well, duh, he's going to pander to some of the Floridians and blah, blah, blah from a purely cynical standpoint. But no, that's not what he's doing. So, I want I wanted to paint the picture of that's what he said about Hamas, about anti-Semitism. And then let's also add in the fact that he orchestrated the ability for half of the group that is stranded in Israel to get out. Now, what say you again to this statement? that Ron DeSantis is showing what a real president looks like in his handling of the Hamas-Israeli conflict. That is 1,000% truth. For all the things that you just said, he sent planes over there. He got our own people out of a very hostile situation. He's also saying, no, we are not taking... Uh, Gaza refugees here in this country. We're not going to take people in this country that are not only anti-Semite, but are likely anti-American at the same time. They should be going to countries that align with their culture and their ideas. Why would we ever want to bring people like that here? That's not part of our culture. That's not part of our ideas. We don't want that here. We shouldn't want that here. There is doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you are on. You shouldn't want that here either. And yet 
here he is getting people, our people out of, he's a freaking governor. He's not even the president. Where is the president on this? Oh, wait, yeah, he, he's, he's taking like his fourth nap of the day. And then where's Donald Trump on this? He's got planes. He's got money. Where is he? Mm-hmm. He ain't he doing them. Oh, wait, that's right. All of the money that uh, he's currently getting is um, going to his legal f- funds and uh, his legal war chest right now. So, yeah, he ain't going to do anything either. Also, I got a question for you, Pat. Those uh, Americans that are that were able to get out on flights from the State Department early on, did, did they have to pay for their flights? I actually yes, really yes, they that. did. What are you? Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. So this is a law, by the way. This is part of the law. If if you are rescued from a a conflict zone, okay. You actually have to, by law, pay that money back. You have to pay for your flight. You, you get okay. on the flight, no questions asked. When you get home, here's your bill. Okay. Well, the, it's fine, dumb, but, but, it, but, it here's, dumb, the, but here's the rub to this. Did Ron DeSantis and, and that group, however it was set up, charge anybody for these flights? No, they did so. not. Yeah. No. So, so here's the thing. I this is, I guess, this is my ultimate question. Show me a leader on the current presidential stage right now. Show me one other than Ron DeSantis. Oh wait, yeah, Nikki Haley is on the record uh, saying we need to take in the Gaza refugees. Now, let's say it's one point three. How many? How many of those? Let's say let's say we're going to take in ten percent of the entire population. Right, that's two hundred seventy thousand. Let's say 1% of that, right, become hostile to America here. And 1% or 1% of that are Hamas-led terrorists that we just import here into America. How many hijackers did it take for the worst terrorist attack in America's history, Pat? Last time I checked, it was 19. I was gonna say, I, what is one percent of two hundred seventy thousand? Two thousand seven hundred. Yeah. Two thousand seven hundred would be greater than. Oh, let's say okay, of that one percent, only one percent. That's two hundred and seventy. Do you see where I'm going with this? Y- yes, <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid to bring them here. <laughs> they, more importantly, go, go why, 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 why are they not asking the question? Why has Egypt closed its border? Why are why is Jordan not taking on the people mm. of what used to be called Trans Jordan, by the way, a section of Jordan in the West Bank? Why? Why? Oh, it's because they don't like the importation of more terrorism into their kingdoms. And, or kingdom of Jordan and then the government of Egypt. They don't like imported, you know, importing more of that. Also, do we even have the system to vet these people as to whom is coming? No, we don't. How do we know that? Because we, we've already interdicted how many suspected terrorists and how many of them 
are here that we don't even have any clue where they are. I mean, how many times have we talked about our immigration system being broken? Right. Our immigration system has no ability to handle this, period, point blank, in a way that allows for the security of the American people. Because lest we forget, Pat, and this is the thing that for all the Nikki Haley supporters out there, don't know who you are, but if you are listening, little me this. Who do they refer to as the great Satan in Hamas and in Hezbollah and in the Iranian regime? It ain't Israel. It's us. Now, is that just rhetorical? No. Nope. 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 They mean it. We just witnessed what they were willing to, quote-unquote, do to the little Satan of the Jewish state of Israel, right? And they, they, they've already said that they're not going to stop with Israel, so why would we ever take them here? Again, show me, show me a leader on that, on that, on that uh, stage right now that's running for president. Besides Ron DeSantis, show me one. Yeah. I mean, Vivek, Vivek has had a decent, I think, statement on this, but um, real leadership is, yes, we're going to stand up with our ally because the state of Israel is an ally for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to stand up with them, and we are going to give them the support materially or whatever that they might need or intelligence support or logistics support, right? Right. We're going to give that to them. But we're not putting troops on the ground, but we're not going to war, but we're not doing it. Okay? And we shouldn't do that anyway. No, it's not our fight okay. in, the, in the reality of it. And we're also not going to import the sworn enemy of the United States of America. Their word's not ours. I'm going to take them at their word. People forget about this as if, well, well, not all 50, 50% of the 2.7 million are under the age of 18, as Ron DeSantis pointed out. What is their education system? And look, I am well aware that all education systems are indoctrination systems, right? By their very nature, that's the point. It is a question of are you indoctrinating people into critical thinking? Are you indoctrinating people into a value system that is good or evil? The Hitler Youth, that was what? Schooling that indoctrinated people into the belief system of the Nazi party, right? Of the Aryan race, of Germanic superiority. Was that good or bad? It was bad. The state sponsoring of that indoctrination, bad. Why do we call the indoctrination of our current education system here in America bad? Because it is bringing bad values to our youth. And we see it in how it is reflected in their adulthood. And we're only seeing the tip of the spear here in America of that indoctrination system. 
of leftism. We're only seeing the tip of the spear. You know, the, the people that are in their 20s and or upper 20s, early 30s, late 30s that are just beginning to get into positions of power on city governments and state governments and things like that. They were the few and far between of leftism in their generation. This current one, if you ain't left, you're left behind. But in Gaza, they literally are playing cartoons for five-year-olds, for 10-year-olds that paint Jews as demonic people, right? That literally give glory to those who kill Jews and Christians, by the way, but mainly Jews. Their indoctrination system, because it's not about education, it's about indoctrination, has an entire generation of people from the age of 10 to the age of 40 under the spell uh, they don't. Know, they know nothing else, other than what Hamas has taught them, what Hezbollah, what Al Jazeera, in that area is teaching them. And I encourage people to get out of your Western bubble, to listen to the media over there, to listen to what they're saying and how they're saying it so that you have an understanding of the totality of the picture that's in front of us. But we're expected by Nikki Haley and others to import that. When we talk about a melting pot, when we talk about assimilation, what is assimilation? It is you come here, you assimilate to our sets of values, beliefs, and we move forward. You're coming here for a reason. At least that used to be the case. Today, multiculturalism, right? Right. And I'm not saying you don't learn about other cultures or you don't bring your culture here to help influence the melting pot and make it better. That's not what I'm talking about. But we are literally watching us import poison, anti-Semitic, American Western hatred into our own country and you expect it not to rot from the inside? Yet that's what Nikki Haley and others are talking about. Question for you, Pat. What's Chris Christie's position on any of this? Don't know, do you? Don't know. Okay. What is um, Mike Pence's position? Don't know. Yep, don't know it. (laughs) The only two that I really know their full position on are Ron DeSantis and, and Nikki Haley. I know some of Vivek's, or Vivek, excuse me, if I could pronounce his name correctly, Vivek's um, stance, because I've heard him talk on the radio before, and I've, turned, I've heard him take on uh, Sean Hannity, but I, I just... When I look at real presidential leadership, and this is the thing that that I look at and go, do we deserve the leaders that we get 
or should we, or are, or, or are the leaders a reflection of who we really are? Right. And I would argue that right now that is definitely the case. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Or should we be looking for somebody who can show us a new path? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And if the answer is the latter, if that's what you want, that's Ron DeSantis. I, he just did it. He didn't care about the consequences. He did it. And that's what he's done the entire time, whether that is mobilizing every single known piece of the puzzle to hurricane relief time and time again, whether that's saying to Disney, F you, damn the consequences, we've got values. Now, we have had our druthers with some of that response, right? And that, that tend to, to the authoritarian side of things. But overall, he's got a set of values. He tells you what they are. And then he acts with those values. He puts those values into action. This is, this is a man who is showing you leadership, champion of the American people. And to your point, Pat, this is the question I had asked too. Donald Trump's got a plane or two, right? Yeah. Did, now, he's put under a gag order, whatever. I haven't gotten into that myself. But couldn't you have done something here to have helped Period. I have a really good idea. What you could have done is, hey, Ron, um, I'll tell you what. I'll provide my plane. You get yours, and let's get as many of these people out of here as humanly possible. Sounds good? Okay, great. Wouldn't that have been awesome? Yep. Except for me, 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 me. But Donald Trump is going to come and save us, Andrew. No, he's not. And by the way, neither is Ron DeSantis. Oh, I, I agree. I'm not saying Ron DeSantis is a savior of any sort. What I'm saying is that he is a leader that showed leadership. Ask yourself, what is the position of Anthony Blinken in the, the State Department? Ask yourself, what is the position of the President of the United States who gave a somewhat condemnation of Hamas and what took place, some somewhat of a strong statement, and then went hiding right into the bunker again. It, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can, can we even consider that, that he, he gave a 
condemnation at all considering he gave how much money to Iran? No, I understand that, but he did yeah. come out with a very strongly worded condemnation last week. That That's a reality of what took place. He did do that. Okay. But I mean, I, he refused take to take any questions. He They've hidden him. Com- compare and contrast somebody who stepped up to the moment and somebody who is hiding from the moment. Right. That, my friends, is real leadership because he's capable of, of real leadership. Joe Biden has never been capable of real leadership, and he certainly isn't now because he doesn't have the mental capacity to do so. That mental capacity lasts about five minutes, and anything after that is is a bonus with him at this point in time. All right, with that being said, let's go ahead and get on to your first truth or fiction. How does that sound? That sounds good. Because it's coming from the world of not so serious. True. Truth or fiction, the winner of the Ohio State-Penn State game will win the Big Ten. Fiction. Okay, why? Um, have you seen Michigan? Yeah, overrated. No, not nah, bra. That defense is not Dude. overrated. <laughs> then how, how, do you, how do you not put up more points on Bowling Green? So what? I said defense. That defense is not even close to overrated. That defense is absolutely stud. Sorry, brah. I, I, I know you've got your your scarlet and gray colored glasses on all the time. That's the best team in the country right now. Period, point blank. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. I mean, and J.J. McCarthy is not what I thought he was going to be this year. They've got the best running back in the country, one of the best offensive lines, one of the best defensive lines, one of the best secondaries in the country. Sorry, bro. Mm-mm. Sorry. Mm. I'd still take Georgia over them. Okay. Yeah. Penn State and Ohio State matching up with Michigan is a problem for both of those teams. I, I'm who, going so of the three of them. Who has the most holes? It's Ohio State. Well, here's the thing. I have the most warts on the season. I agree with you. I agree with you on Ohio State, but I I also agree with you that this is also fiction, but but only if Ohio State wins that game. Because um I think Penn if Penn State wins that game, they play Michigan at home. And I think I think that's going to be I think that's going to be a very difficult test for for Michigan. On the road at Penn State. So I think if Penn State wins this game this weekend, which they have a very good chance of doing, okay, mm-hmm. um, I think they could, and if they win at home against Michigan, they win the Big Ten, flat, hands down, period, point blank, amen. Fair enough. <clears throat> so, question for you. Mm-hmm. Who leads the country in scoring defense? It's Michigan. They're giving up 6.7 points a game right now. Who's second and third? Ohio State and Penn State. Both both of them giving up less than 9 or um, yeah, less than 9 po- or less than 10 points a game. Okay? Mm-hmm. Ohio State yeah. at 9.7, Penn State at 8. And Michigan hasn't played anybody yet, by the way. Michigan has given up only 5 touchdowns the entire year. They played nobody. 
And who have you played? Nobody. Notre Dame. At Notre Dame. Who just just beat USC this weekend? Now, Michigan, second in total defense in the country. Just so you know. Just saying. They're giving up less than 100 yards on the ground per game right now. They've only given up two touchdowns on the ground. Yeah. They they shouldn't have given up any touchdowns to Bowling Green. In the Big Ten, Pat. Uh Uh-huh. They have put up 31, 45, 52, and 52. And I get it. They have not played the bulk of their schedule yet. However, Pat, they have also rushed for an average of somewhere around 230 yards a game. If I'm doing the mental math correctly in Uh that time frame. All I'm telling you is, if you take those scarlet and gray glasses off and you look at the data, there's only one team. Yes, you're right. It sets up very well for the winner of this game to play that game against Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. And that game winner is the one that will win the Big Ten because ain't nobody in the Big Ten West doing diddly poo against the Big Ten East this year. Oh, the Big Ten West is awful. Uh, yeah, what I witnessed... Excuse me, I'm still throwing up from that performance, uh, if you want to call it that, this past weekend from, from Bucky. Uh, that was brutal. That was awful. That was terrible. And like I said to my father-in-law, because we were uh, out of out of town and in... in uh, in wonderful vacation land. Um, when we were watching that game, look, we're going to have games like this because we're what? We're transitioning. Yeah, new coach, all that stuff. New offense, yeah. new all mm-hmm. of those things. We passed the ball 50 times in a game in which you've got to win the ground game to, to beat Iowa. All of the things that, oh, that's right, Braylon Allen got injured not once but twice. Uh, Tanner Mordecai, the quarterback, <laughs> And then you've got to transition the offense because Tanner Mordecai has the ability to do what? Run the football very well. The second-string quarterback is a air-raid quarterback whose job it is to sit back and throw the ball. Uh-oh. When you have to transition that in mid-game, that's rough. And that's the result of, of what took place. I also... Wisconsin fan, you're not going to like to hear this, but uh, the days of the farm boy from Wisconsin who has no speed and no athletic ability up front, becoming your starting centers, your starting guards, six foot eight, 340 pounds, those days have got to be numbered because none of y'all can pass block worth a damn. So that's the transition that's happening. They've got to clear the deck of that old school three yards in a cloud of dust offensive line mentality. And until they get those players into that position, that transition could take two to three years. It's going to be rough. But anyway, notwithstanding that, the reality is 
Michigan and the winner of this game, whoever that is, that matchup is the one that matters. I I mean, I agree that that's the matchup that matters, but I'm, I'm saying that the winner of this game will beat Michigan. And well, if it's Penn State. If it's Ohio State, I think that's still up in the air because they, they play in Ann Arbor this year. Yeah, if, that is if true. If Penn State wins this game, they have a very good chance of beating Michigan in, in, in Happy Valley. That's what I'm saying. So with that being said, Pat, should we uh, play a little bit of the B or not the B? Uh, yes, we should. All right, so headline for B or not the B. Plane to Florida diverted because of a bomb threat. It was an adult diaper. Plane to Florida diverted because of a bomb threat. It was an adult diaper. And while, folks, you are thinking about this, think about heading over to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Get yourself some treats for your family as we head into the holiday season. You know, we've got Halloween. You've got uh, Thanksgiving coming up. You've got my birthday coming up. So if you want to get me a gift, you can get me some Coffee Brand Coffee. Just saying. Also, uh, we got uh, uh, Pat and and Mrs. Pat uh, having a newborn. Oh, wait, you guys don't drink coffee, so you could get them tea for Mrs. Pat? No, no, no tea for Mrs. Tea Pat? Yeah. Okay, so then, then the hot cocoa. Get them the yeah. hot cocoa. Send it to Pat and Mrs. Pat over at coffeebrandcoffee.com. And by the way, now... If you do that and you use the promo code critical thinker at checkout, again, use the promo code critical thinker at checkout, you get 10% off of your purchase today. That's right, 10% off of your purchase today. Not five, it is now up to 10% off of your purchase. So, folks, That's you are new. doubling your money back in your pocket. 10% off of that purchase today. Coffeebrandcoffee.com, where they care about great coffee. And nothing else. Coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code critical thinker for 10% off of your purchase today. Do you need the headline one more time? Yeah, one more time. Plane to Florida diverted because of bomb threat. It was an adult diaper. I'm going to go with not the bee. You are correct. This is not the bee. That's right. A flight from Panama City, Panama to Tampa Bay was turned back because authorities discovered a potential bomb in the plane's bathroom. The suspected explosive was wrapped in a black plastic bag and on top of the sink. When the police investigated, what they found was an adult diaper. We headed on a secure runway where police special explosives canine units and special forces examined the object, found it to be an adult diaper, ruling out any risk. The report of the bomb came from somebody on the plane. Now, again, if you see something suspicious, say something, right? But but seriously? I mean, was was the diaper um was it armed? And I mean no, armed? No. Didn't look that way. It was way. just a plain diaper? Um I'll send you it the wasn't picture a dirty later. Paper? It, it does not appear to have been soiled in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Because, I mean, I could see if it were how that could be a bomb. Now, as so not the B points out, um, the question I really want answered is whether it was one of those paranoid people who saw the package and reported it, or if it was one of those inappropriate people who did his business 
and then reported it. You know who you are. <laughs> That's where my head went to. <laughs> All right. With that being said, it is a great time for us to move forward because we got $100 back into our central bank digital currency account. Um, it is time for the second of our truth or fictions. Are you ready for yours? Yes. And your second truth or fiction is? Truth or fiction, Jim Jordan is the best current choice for Speaker of the House. 1,000% uh, truth on this. Is he a perfect choice? No, because I'd also like his bulldogness to be part of the impeachment inquiry, to be part of the oversight committee and all that stuff, right? Right. Because he's great at all of those things. However, what is he really? He's overall a champion of conservative values. He is the most real conservative that we've had I would argue since Paul Ryan took the speakership. I think Paul Ryan really was a real conservative and then got eaten up by the machine. That's really what I believe about Paul Ryan. I I fervently believe that because he was what? A fiscal conservative champion for a very long time. And that's the only thing I worry about with Jim Jordan is his malleability. But he's been a fighter. And... I really think that this bodes well for what needs to happen heading into the 2024 election cycle. The question is, can he get a coalesced message together? It seems as if the holdouts are in the single digits as we head into the vote that's going to happen later today, allegedly, on this. But um, I think he's the best choice of a rotten bunch. Let's put it that way. And I'm not saying he's rotten. I'm saying the 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 bunch of people that were up there, Steve Scalise, um, the rumors of Elise Stefanik, the rumors of some of these others. I think the right answer would have been Byron Donalds. That would have been my choice. But it seems like Byron Donalds doesn't really want that responsibility. Um, So if I'm picking between Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan, I am picking Jim Jordan every day and twice on Sunday. What say you? Actually, I think I, uh, as I went back through and I looked at, you know, who, who would be the best choice. I mean, I guess you could make the case for someone like a Thomas Massey or something like that. But my thing was, who's better than Jim Jordan? And I don't know. I don't know enough about Byron Donalds personally to be able to to make that argument. But I'm like, in terms of overall record, someone that's actually got a spine to him and, and someone that actually genuinely seems to hold up uphold conservative values and ultimately represent the conservative movement in this country mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the speaker race there there isn't a better candidate than Jim Jordan right now um I'm not saying I wouldn't have been open to someone else but I I honestly thought I'm like okay I like they're gonna get rid of McCarthy I think Jim Jordan should run that that's where my head went yeah, and, and, and I mean, if you take a look at his Liberty score, he's got a 94% Liberty score right. over yeah. at Conservative Review, the the best of the Ohio delegation. Uh, Heritage Action for America has him at an 82% with a lifetime score of 95%. Uh, so it's a yeah. session score of 82, but 95% lifetime. Yeah. So, I but mean, yeah. I, I And I also agree with your assessment, how malleable is he going to be if, he, if, if and when he wins? 
Um, I mean, the, the, the reality of the situation is that you're stepping into a leadership role, right? right? You're not stepping into an activism role. Right. So naturally, your job is to do what? Form coalitions to be malleable on some things. I think the good news is that Jim Jordan has principles. And those are things that he's not going to be willing to violate. And if he like, does, well, then we've got our answer. But, yeah, that's where I'm I I think you have a better chance at negotiating with the, the White House and the Jim Jordan in the, the sense of he's not going to put up with the White House's bull crap and he'll shut down. The, like, he'll, he'll be willing to go down. The, let's shut down the government route. So, yeah. Yep. I don't disagree with you. All right. So then um, from that to um, something I brought up earlier, my second truth or fiction, smoking isn't cool. Is this a joke? No, because I want. Because I mean, it's truth, but because I want to bring something to your attention, Pat. Okay. Um, Because. There's a growing trend happening here uh, amongst the youth of America. Oh, boy. Um, And just listen to this from GQ magazine, Pat. Malia Obama is a new menswear icon. What does that have to do with smoking? Well, let me read you this first paragraph, the lead of the story. It's impressive, given Barack Obama's reputation as the first quote-unquote social media president, that the former president's daughter, 25-year-old Malia, and 22-year-old Sasha have managed to keep their digital lives almost entirely private. Instead, we only see glamorous peeks into their daily routines the old-fashioned way from tabloids. That said, the Obama girls are still the first first daughters whose post-White House lives occupy not only the Daily Mail's endless scroll web pages, but also TikTok and X, nay Twitter, where Netzians this week we're nihilistically delighted to see photos of Malia Obama looking cool and timeless, which is to say she was smoking a cigarette and wearing a great pair of pants. So my question to you is more of, um, yeah, smoking isn't cool, okay? Smoking is not cool in any way, shape, or form. Well, I mean, don't don't you remember going through, like, dare and all that stuff in school right. and going through all those classes in elementary school of like smoking is bad don't do it yeah even in our own dad quit smoking like 10 15 years ago right yeah why because he wanted to quote unquote set a better example for his children now this is not none too surprising considering we've known pictures of them smoking weed and doing other drugs allegedly oh yeah um which their dad is <clears throat> allegedly, at one point in time, maybe still a drug addict. But anyway, um, then I'll let you decide who the dad is. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know, I know, some of you were going there in the audience. So, no, I'm, I'm talking about Barack. Good grief, you conspiracy theory. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> this is a growing trend, Pat. In this in this generation, we are seeing the numbers of of young people smoking going significantly higher. And we're not even talking about vapes or anything like that; just straight up smoking. 
I, I just, what part of, what? I don't get it. That's cool? What's cool about that? Like, that is not cool. That's not the epitome of timelessness. None of it is. We we know more about the effects of doing something like that over and over again for years and years so that Sasha can sound like this 20 years from now. What? what, So now the image that we want people to represent is that's cool? We are a very unserious people, very unserious people, we, and we deserve everything that we're getting right now, Pat. Right? I, I just we, we we do, we we really do. Also, you're not helping the two dads movement when you um, suggest that she's bringing menswear back. That's that's not helpful. Yeah. Also, what, what you doing, GQ? What you doing? Just, just gonna leave that there. I, I just what? There's nothing cool about losing your grandfather or losing your grandmother or losing a mom or a dad because they decided to smoke for thirty years and uh, they don't have a trachea anymore, or they succumb to cancer, or they have heart or lung disease. There's just nothing cool about nothing. it. Nothing. Yeah. Straight up nothing. Sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. And maybe it's just a generational gap. Except for... It's not. It's not. Yeah. You shove healthy eating down our throat and then... What you doing, brah? What you doing? We are a wholly insane and wholly unserious people. And we are getting everything we deserve. With that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And Michigan is also unserious and they suck. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals on this Tuesday. And again, do not forget uh, prayer, fasting. If you are into those things, the call from the uh, Catholic Cardinal uh, who oversees uh, the Jerusalem area. Um, But if you're not Catholic, go ahead and pray. Do your thing with that. As always, Matthew 547. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.